Hey everyone, this is Christopher Chansey, creator of Theater of Heels. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to check out this and my other projects on my website, ChristopherChansey.com. If you're interested in supporting my work, please take a look at my Patreon at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. Thank you for the moment of your time. And now I present you with our story. Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels. Part 1, Getaway. Chapter 4, Driving Lessons. <laughs> Erica screamed as she jerked the wheel of the truck, narrowly avoiding plowing headlong into an oncoming taxi. She righted the wheel and then shook her head. Jeez, girl, get it together. She glanced at the hologram of her impact sphere, then switched it off. The truck's cab was instantly thrown into an ominous darkness. She moaned. Oh god, Erica. What have you done? She had tried to use her impact sphere to ease the police helicopter to the ground after she accidentally fritzed out its engines. Then the copter toppled off her battle ball and she lost her signal of the aircraft. She blinked back tears. Altitude readouts of the helicopter had still been dangerously high. She had no idea if Jefferson reached it in time. Even if he did, what could he have done? He was a living storm cloud. The helicopter still spinning rotors would have played havoc with him keeping his form. Oh god, did I kill that pilot? She glanced out of a rearview mirror, desperate to know something, to see anything. Would she even see the helicopter on a rooftop in the distance? Or hear its distant explosion? She shuddered at the latter thought. Erica saw neither of those things. Instead, a cherry red Mustang zoomed into focus. What? She exclaimed. Oh no, please don't be. Its engine roared as it sped alongside her driver's side door. Her eyes bulged in surprise. Erica quickly schooled her expression. She knew who it was the moment she saw the car a few minutes back, let alone when she saw how it drove. Her brother Cedric was behind the wheel, shouting something at her as he gestured for her to pull over. She shook her head, mouthing the word, No! Erica then gunned the engine and tore down a side street. Moments later, Cedric drew up beside her. He showed her the universal double palms up. What do you think you're doing? Not now, she moaned. Not like this. A torrent of chaos tumbled in her chest. She was glad to see Cedric. Also, she was angry at him. But she was terrified for him, most of all. What if the board found out he was here? What would they do to him? To her entire family? Sure, her brother was a police officer. But his authority paled before the power that the board, the secret masters of the superheroes and villains, freely welded. Erica knew she couldn't outrace him in this truck. She was intimately aware of the specs of his Mustang. After all... She built it herself. Plus, it was Cedric who taught her how to drive. She turned down another corner at breakneck speed. Cedric stayed parallel with her. Okay, brother, she growled. Let's talk. She raised her gauntlet, bringing up a few holographic commands that she tapped quickly. A moment later, the cab was filled with the ringing of a telephone. Erica saw the light of his passenger seat light up. Cedric glanced down at it, then frowned at the number. He picked it up and looked at her. Erica nodded to him and made the phone gesture with her other hand. That's right, dummy. Pick up the phone. Cedric glared at her and pointedly pushed the in-call button. The 
cab was instantly filled with the sound of a pre-recorded voice. Hey, this is Cedric. You know what to do. Beep. You dumb jerk, she shouted. Answer the stupid phone. Cedric spared her one last glare before his Mustang shot forward and he swerved hard into her oncoming lane. Erica screamed as she slammed down onto her brakes. The truck's tires screeched as it skidded to a stop. The truck's bumper rocked to a halt inches from the passenger side door of his Mustang. Erica gripped her wheel, panting. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Rage erupted from the back of her skull. She threw open her door and jumped down onto the street, stumbling a little on her exit. The faltering of her steps only made her angrier. She slammed her door closed, stomping around the back of his car. Cedric casually exited his vehicle. He was dressed in plain clothes instead of his police uniform. Are you crazy? She screamed. I could have killed you. Cedric shrugged and motioned to the truck. I knew you had that thing in hand. Cedric, what are you doing? His eyes narrowed. I could ask you the same damn thing. Erica, what are you playing at? Said. He cut her off. Actually, save it. We could talk about this later. She frowned. Later? Cedric, what are you... Her voice cut off as he reached for her, but her shield flashed as his hand halted inches from her person. He looked up. For the love... I'm never going to get used to that thing. Sorry. I always have my force field belt on when I'm... She trailed off. What was she going to say? When I'm out committing crimes? Cedric frowned as if he heard her unspoken words. He shook his head, mastering his reaction. Air flashed as a protective field winked out. Here, is that better? Cedric moved in at unexpected speed. Cedric, what are you? <clears throat> Before Erica react, her brother flung his arms around her and squeezed her in a tight hug. Erica found herself collapsing into his embrace. It was the first time she hugged him or any of her family members since she took her ill-fated journey into a life of crime a few months back. Ugh. Okay, let go of me, you big ox. He just squeezed her tighter one more time, causing her to grunt. Oh my god, he said. I thought I was never going to see you again. The tenderness of her brother's voice pierced her heart. Oh, sad. I'm sorry. I never meant to hurt any of you. He exhaled and took her shoulders, pushing her back. Listen. It doesn't matter. We can hash all this out later. We need to get you out of here, now. What? No! Erica pushed his hands off of her and took a defensive step back. His eyes bulged. Erica, what are you doing? There's not another officer for miles. I can get you out of here before they or Stuart gets back. You can finally be safe. She shook her head vehemently. Cedric, no. It's more complicated than... Hold on. How do you know Weatherman's real name? Cedric rolled his eyes. Oh, please. You mean Jefferson Stewart, failed Shakespearean actor who murdered two of his co-stars in a fit of jealous rage, who later became some sort of weather-powered hack with a fondness for stylized bank robberies? Come on, Erica. It wasn't like that hard to figure out. He shook his head and reached for her, trying to guide her to his car. It doesn't matter now. We need to get you out of here and into hiding. 
She stepped back, dodging his hand. Said, I can't. You don't understand. I understand plenty, he shouted. You are captured by that psychopath hero, he said in air quotes. Sleek, less than two days ago, mom, dad, and I were worried sick about you. For a little while there, we didn't know if you were injured or dead. Then the news told us that you were captured by that Uber Zelda Words failed him as a jumble of appropriately disparaging phrases crashed into the door of his speech. He released them all with a growl. <sighs> he visibly mastered himself and looked her square in the eye. I saw Stuart in the aftermath of your fight with Sleek. After he abandoned you, I caught up to him. When I spoke to him, he treated the whole thing like it was some sort of stupid game. She stared at him. He, he, he did? Yes. Then that, he spelled another frustrated growl, turned into a cloud and flew away. I should have shot him when I had the chance. Erica gasped. <gasps> said no. He looked away, angry and ashamed of what he said aloud. She stepped forward and placed a hand on her brother's shoulder. I'm glad you did. I know you don't believe me, but Jefferson? She paused, realizing the psionic pain didn't come like it usually did when she said her partner's real name and her criminal persona. If it weren't for him, I wouldn't have been able to escape today. He took her hand and squeezed it in both of his. Erica, do you hear yourself? If it weren't for him, you wouldn't have been captured in the first place. That pompous storm cloud has got you all kinds of twisted up inside. She pulled her hand away, gesturing. It's not true, said. If it weren't for Jefferson, I would... Erica's mouth locked up. She winced as a fire ignited in her skull. She was going to tell her brother how Jefferson helped her initially when she accidentally got into trouble with the secret organization known as the board. However, now her psionic contract kicked in halting her from breaching her contract's non-disclosure agreements. Erica, please stop this. <sighs> he exhaled slowly. Mom, Dad, and I don't know what's happening to you. I pulled every string I could manage to find something out, but I learned nothing. He shook his head. When it comes to superheroes and villains, information is tighter than a pearl in a clamshell. Not even a police officer like me can find anything out. And his eyes narrowed. So imagine my surprise when we see you on the news raiding a police station of all places. What were you thinking, Erica? You could have been killed. I'm okay, bro. Really? You don't look okay. You look like you've been through a trash compactor. Thanks, brother. I'm serious, Erica. You... Sergeant paused, and his eyes narrowed as he saw the dry blood on the side of her neck. What is... He lunged forward suddenly, grabbing her head as he pushed up her helmet. Erica flailed and swatted at her brother. Ow, Cedric, ow, get, get off of me! He released her hissing. Holy God, Erica, what happened to your ear? It's gone! Erica reflexively turned on her force field belt. The air flashed as a protective aura cocooned her. She glared at him. Don't grab me like that! Erica, what happened to your ear? He demanded. He pointed vaguely at the sky. Did he? Jefferson do that to you? No, said Erica, readjusting her helmet back over her wounded remains of her ear. She pointed a thumb behind her at the truck. It was them. My prison guards 
One in particular attempted to shoot me executioner style when Weatherman tried to free me earlier. He almost did, but Weatherman knocked his aim off. Afterwards, I got a confession on video. Weatherman, Jefferson saved me. Cedric staggered back. Oh. Oh my god. Erica, you could have died. Erica nodded and said slowly. I know. Cedric's eyes burned with tears. Erica, sis. We need to get you off this path you're on. Nothing is worth your life. I know, she said. Please, Erica, come with me. I'll get you into hiding. Keep you safe from Jefferson and whatever other parties that got a hold of you. She looked at him sharply. Cedric watched her reaction with haggard, yet wise eyes. He nodded to himself. Please, Erica. Her brother's plea broke her heart and made her decision. Okay, she said softly. Okay? Cedric's eyes bulged. Do you mean it? She nodded. Okay. Rubbing his head with his hands. Let's get you out of this place and far away right now. He squeezed around where the truck nearly struck the passenger side of his car and opened the front door for her. Erica wedged herself past the narrow gap and sat in the passenger seat. Cedric closed the door, ran around to the front, and leapt into the driver's side seat, slamming his door behind him. Um, Cedric? Yeah, he responded as he pulled on his seatbelt. Sorry, she murmured. It's okay, sis. We'll get through this. No, Erica repeated. Sorry about this. Cedric looked around this time, and his eyes widened in surprise, then sharply narrowed with rage. Oh, come on! Erica's energy pistol flashed in the Mustang's interior as she blasted Cedric with the stun beam. His unconscious body flopped against the driver's side door. Erica looked at her brother. Sorry, Cedric. It's the only way to get you off my trail. People I'm dealing with are way out of your league. Erica spent the next few minutes clumsily shoving her brother over before she awkwardly parallel parked his car on the side of the road. Once done, she kissed him on the forehead and whispered, Give mom and dad my love. After which she ran for the truck. She reached it as Jefferson glided down in his cloudy form, pointing at the Mustang. What in the name of heaven are you doing? Nothing, she said quickly. Jefferson squinted. Is that your brother? Yes. What about the helicopter, did you? Were you able to... Jefferson motioned her to calm down. I was able to bring it down safely. The pilot is unharmed. Then he grumbled. Not that the ungrateful twit appreciated my efforts. But it was quite a harrowing tale. Oh, thank God. She pulled away her goggles and wiped away fresh tears. <sighs> Thank you, Jefferson. She exhaled. Jefferson stammered. It, it was nothing. Erica opened the truck door and waved him in. Come on, I want to hear all about this while we get somewhere safe. Jefferson flowed into the cab. Set the course, my dear princess. Using their newly recovered freedom, they sped off into the night. 
Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater Heals after these messages. Next time on Theater of Heels. The city of Majestic is reeling in the aftermath of Princess Crash and Weatherman's daring breakout and escape. To top off the night, Princess Crash pirates a news broadcast to show that she can. As this happens, a figure from her past watches and begins to piece together some very revealing clues. Tune in next week on Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Intermission 1, Missing Time. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChansey.com, and my YouTube channel, Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.